What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Blinking Nintendo Gaming Podcast. My name is VJ, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch, and my opinions on the Switch, and how it's changed over time. You know, the Switch is approaching 110 million units sold. It's about at 108 right now. It's the fifth highest selling console of all time behind the PS4, the original Game Boy, the DS, and of course the King, the PS2. Where will the Switch end up at the end? You know, I think it could be right there with the uh, DS and the PS2. The DS sold 155 million uh, worldwide and the PS2 157. So I think the Switch can get around those numbers when it's all said and done. But we're going to talk about my opinions on the Switch and how it has changed dramatically within the five, five and a half years of its release. So, you know, I've got this glorious podcast that I hope you guys enjoy listening to. But before this podcast, I had a blog and it was called sustainablepop.com. It was the precursor to what is now Blinking Nintendo. It all started with my sustainablepop.com blog. And one of the early articles I wrote about was the Switch and that I thought it was gonna be a disaster. When I first saw it unveiled uh, back in 2016, late 2016, I thought it was extremely gimmicky. I I thought it was very similar to the Wii. And you gotta understand at that time where Nintendo was uh, in the console market, in the gaming industry, I mean, they were pretty much on death's doorstep. No doubt, the Wii U was a complete failure and really the only thing keeping Nintendo somewhat afloat was the 3DS. That was selling very well, but the Wii U was, was selling absolutely poorly. It was a disaster. And I just thought that for a lot of reasons, the Switch was going to fail. I thought it was very gimmicky. It was very reminiscent to me of the Wii. And yes, the Wii was successful you know, for the time, but I felt like that kind of gimmicky kind of shit that they were trying to pull ran out, ran its course. Because at that time, PS4 was, was doing numbers. The Xbox One was out. And the quality of games on those consoles at that time, around 2016, man, there were some bangers out there and some incredible looking games. And and that's the other reason, or another reason I felt like the Switch wasn't going to be successful. It didn't really change anything graphics-wise. It was almost like the Wii to the GameCube, you know? Like, it was a a little bit of a step up, but not that big of a step up, you know? Same with the Wii U to the Wii. Yes, it had HD and was, well, you know, a bit of a step up, but still wasn't that huge step that, like, from the PS2 to PS3. That was a massive step. That was a huge step. And I just feel like from the uh, GameCube to the Wii, Wii to the Wii U, and the Wii U to the Switch, I didn't see that big of a leap. Yes, there was a leap, but not as massive as Microsoft's or Sony's had been. So, you know, and that's another reason I thought it wasn't going to do very well. And also, they use cartridges. And I thought, man, what the hell are you thinking? I know, based off the type of system it was, you had to have cartridges. You know, you couldn't have CDs. But maybe you could do a little... I mean, look at UMDs. You could have done something like that, a new version of that. I just wasn't a fan of the cartridges, again, given how big games had been at that time. Downloading games on hard drives. Like, there was a point where you had to get an external hard drive, a lot of people did, to house all the games because... They took up so much space, so I felt like that was a, a huge um, flaw or error in, in Nintendo's, uh, you know, case by by choosing cartridges. I just didn't think that was a smart thing to do. So there were a multitude of reasons why I just felt like this was not going to be successful. I really thought it was going to be the end 
of Nintendo um, as a, you know, a hardware manufacturing company. You know, I thought, hey, you know, foray over to uh, um, handheld or mobile stuff. I think uh, I think Super Mario Run had been out at that time at that time and it was pretty successful. And I was like, you know what? Just just go to that route. Put everything on that. Um, you could make a lot of money that way. People would buy that. But no, they wanted to try the Switch. And to say I was wrong about the Switch being a failure would be an understatement of all understatements. You know, I'm a huge sports fan, and I love sports debate shows because they give their takes, their opinions on what they think is going to happen, and they pride themselves in being right in those particular takes. But sometimes people have awful takes that you just can't live down. You know, one, for example, is uh, the world-famous Skip Bayless when he predicted that when the Cleveland Browns drafted Johnny Manziel in the first round, that he was going to be bigger in Cleveland than LeBron James. I mean, that's just you, – you can never live that down. It's a horrible, terrible, all-time take. And while mine isn't as bad, it, it, it's pretty close because let me just give you some numbers here uh, real quick. So in the first month after its launch, okay, the Nintendo Switch sold – 3 million units, okay? 3 million units, and in its first year, sold 14 million units. So in its first year, it already outsold the Wii U. So by then, there you go. You know, I, I was definitely wrong. And it's gone to snowball and snowball. Look at the numbers, how successful these games are, you know, or, or how successful that console has been, how much the games are selling on there. I mean, I mentioned in the uh, Wii U episode, the best-selling, the highest-selling Wii U game, okay, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a port, an 8-year-old port, and that uh, sold 45 million units. So games like that are selling like crazy. Animal Crossing, just Animal Crossing New Horizons by itself. That one game outsold the entire Animal Crossing franchise before that. You know what I mean? So we can keep going. Huge numbers in software being sold and hardware being sold. So again, for me, completely wrong when it came to the success of the Switch. But you know what? I still don't own a Switch. And there are some reasons why I didn't take the plunge, obviously, to jump in because I thought it was going to be a failure. So it wasn't an interest for me personally. Um, a couple of years later, I ended up getting a Wii U, and a lot of the games that were on the Switch at that time were on the Wii U as well. I mean, as you can tell, or as you know, pretty much every good Wii U game has gotten ported over to the Switch and has sold like gangbusters compared to the numbers it did on the Wii U, because the Wii U had great games, just nobody gave a shit about the console. But I had a Wii U, and I just, there was no interest for me to get a Switch. Until probably about a year ago, year, year and a half ago, I saw some games that have, you know, piqued my interest. They're getting some exclusives or some games that you can't get on PS4 or, uh, you know, Xbox One. I'm a huge Shin Megami Tensei fan, and I really, really wanted to play Shin Megami Tensei and Five. Huge Fire Emblem fan. I wanted to play Three Houses. So, you know, when those games started coming out, it did interest me, you know, in wanting to get a Switch and seeing what it's all about. And, you know, I had... The Switch Lite was I was interested in just because I liked the design of it. Very PS Vita reminiscent to me. I thought it was a very solid design for a handheld. Um, just didn't like the screen size personally. 
And then I just wasn't a fan of the regular Switch design. I thought that I just didn't like it. So when I heard rumors about that OLED Switch that was going to come out, that was like, okay, if I take a plunge, if this is real, this is what I'm going to take a plunge on is going for the OLED Switch. And um, it came out. And, you know, again, I'm a huge Vita fan. And the first generation Vita had an OLED screen. That is absolutely gorgeous. OLED for me, when I saw that they were going to come out with an OLED Switch, that was going to be the one for me. So, you know, I bided my time, and now I think in the next week or so, I'm going to go ahead and get that OLED switch and, you know, test out the switch. And I'll come on here and give my opinions on what I think about um, all of that. But, yeah, you know, I, I had to change my mindset again. Like I said in the uh, Xbox Series S uh, podcast episode, I, I've i been having to make a change because the gaming industry has been changing uh, so much in the past few years, and so I was definitely not the biggest fan of the Switch, and it's funny, when I was even making a list of the Switch, which games I was going to get, you know, they were all pretty much JRPGs against Shin Megami Tensei, Fire Emblem, you know, Chrono Cross, stuff like that, um, and I was like, damn, you know, that's probably why I didn't get a Switch, there's just not that many games I wanted, and you know what, I think the list started off with like 8 games, and it's gone to 10, 12, 15. there's probably like 20, 25 games out there, I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to try this, you know what I mean, like at first I was like, yeah, okay, Super Mario Odyssey, maybe, yeah, it looks great, it's probably a phenomenal game, but ah, it's all good, I'll pass, but no, you know what, I do want to dive into that, Metroid Dread, you know, I'm a huge Metroid Zero Mission fan, huge Metroid Fusion fan, so, you know, I want to dive into that, uh, you know, one of those 2.5D Metroidvania uh, style type of games, you know, you know, even Animal Crossing, you know, I've been playing that since the GameCube days. So, you know, I want to definitely try out New Horizons and see what all the hype is about. You know, it was great to see that casuals or people who didn't play that series were getting into it. And I think that's the one thing for me about the Switch is that while it's reminiscent of the Wii in which it brought a lot of casuals in, but I think, unlike the Wii, it's actually retaining those casuals. Like, I think it's turning those casuals into some sort of gamer. Maybe not hardcore, hardcore, but there's enough variety on there. And not that bullshit shovelware that the Wii was just dramatized with. That I think, yeah, it's converting a lot of people who probably weren't big-time gamers into, yeah, you know, maybe I'm not a massive, play games every day, hours a day, but, hey, I would consider myself a low-key gamer. You know, Animal Crossing did wonders for that. So did you know, Breath of the Wild. You know, look at Stone Cold Steve Austin talking about that. Um, games like Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, there's so many games that, that come out that have sold a bunch and have converted a lot of people who probably hadn't played these series, uh, whether ever or in a very long time, to, to start playing. So I think, again, it was a bad take on my part thinking that the Switch wasn't going to be a successful console. But again, you have to understand the landscape of Nintendo, of the gaming industry at that time. And I was proven wrong fairly quickly, you know, within a month that I was dead wrong and that this thing was a massive, massive success. So I'm definitely excited to to play um, the Switch, to get it, get my hands on it. I did go to Target a couple days ago just to pick up some stuff and I, you know, walked by the gaming aisle and they had all three of the Switches lined up out there. The Switch Lite, the regular Switch, and the OLED Switch. And yeah, man, that OLED screen is a massive, massive difference. I mean, yeah, huge, huge improvement. Um, so yeah, I couldn't even imagine playing on the regular Switch and that's why I've seen that out there for really good prices, but that OLED, um, that OLED screen for me, is something that I just love, you know, I love. But I will say, you know, this podcast, this started off as a podcast where I, you know, tried to give out some 
tips on how to save money on games, consoles, what, what, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to put you guys on this right now, a little secret. So there's a website called unclaimedbaggage.com. It's a website that's a store based out in Alabama. And, you know, people who they leave their luggage behind, their luggage get whatever. I guess they somehow get sent over to this unclaimed baggage um, thrift store facility out in Alabama. And they sell a bunch of different things. And while some things are hit or miss, I will say when it comes to some tech stuff, I've seen some good deals on like AirPods, uh, AirPod Pros, things like that. I've seen some great deals on that. But what I want to tell you is the deals they have on Nintendo Switches. Okay, they sell Switch lights for I believe 139 whenever they have them in stock and they sell regular switches for 179 free shipping. They do tell you the condition of this, the item and uh, for the most part they're in good condition from what I read. A couple of ones I see they'll say um, the Joy-Cons don't particularly stay on um, the tablet as well as they should, but again those are far uh, few and far between. But yeah, you know, just want to put you guys on that unclaimedbaggage.com. Check it out. They, they don't have switches in stock all the time, but they're there enough that I would definitely poke in and, and check the site uh, periodically to see what's up. So, yeah, the Nintendo Switch, I'm excited to get one, excited to play it. Uh, the, the games I know I'm going to get for sure for it, definitely Shin Megami Tensei Five. that's a must. Definitely Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. I do want to get a third game. I want to just you know, pick up three solid games that I can put some time in. Um, so... Torn between a couple of different ones. Uh, Pokemon Sword looks really good to me. Uh, Mario Odyssey looks really good to me. Mario 3D All-Stars looks good. Just because I was a huge um, Super Mario Sunshine fan growing up. That was a game. Probably my favorite 3D Mario game. And I haven't played that, gosh, since I was a kid. So I definitely want to go back and check that game out. See how it holds up today. So, you know, again, there's so many options uh, out there on the Switch. Uh, and I, I'm definitely down to, to check it out. And play it and, and see what's up with it. So, you know, I I was late to the party on that one. I was late to the party on the Wii U, late to the party on the on the Vita, and I love both those um, consoles. So I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have the same experience with the the Switch. And I'm probably gonna love that just as much as I love the Wii U and the Vita. So, um, like I said, there will be an, uh, an update when I get it and play it, and I'll let you guys know exactly how I feel about it. Um, but. That's going to be it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blinking Nintendo Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on to get the latest episodes. Check out our website at BlinkingNintendo.Buzzsprout.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at BlinkingNintendo and follow us on Twitter at BlinkingNintendo using the number 10. Thanks again. Y'all are the best. Have a great day. Peace and love. Stay tuned. Until next time.